Welcome to the CP Family Podcast with Greg and Austin. All right, everybody, welcome to episode number B. In the ABCs we're going through, this is the Crosspoint Family Discipleship Podcast. That's the name we've settled on, right, Austin? That is the name we settled on for this week. Okay, that's awesome. I'm Greg. I'm Austin. And we're here just to talk to some families, uh, the families of our church, a little bit more about family discipleship. Mm -hmm. And we're going through the alphabet. Uh, Last week was to admit your family's not perfect, which Mm -hmm. was a very good start, I think. Today, we are talking about the letter B, which stands for believe that God always follows through with his promises, Mm -hmm. which really speaks to faith, right? Which I don't think that's what we're going to cover with the letter F, Mm -mm. but we'll... We'll talk about faith a little bit here. Yeah, yeah. And we'll talk about faith, and that and that's what. So listen, as a parent, one of our greatest fears, I think, is that our children would experience sickness, um, tragedy, or fall away from the faith. You know, decide that they don't want to come to church anymore as soon as they're old enough. You know, go off to college and they just quit going to church. That's that's kind of a secret fear of parents. And I know I've had sick kids. A lot of people understand when you're up all night with a sick kid and they're miserable and they're crying, you, you sort of wish you could trade places with them. Yeah. Um, out, outwardly, I say, you know, I would never do that, but, you know. Yeah, and the, in, fall, the in, falling away from the faith thing is becoming a little more of a trend, uh, and so it's not really even an irrational fear. It's kind of a, a, a founded fear in terms of uh, there's probably families that look around and see a lot of the families they know that have children that go away from the church when they get to college, some st- stuff like that. Sure, sure. And 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 that's a, that's one way that Satan can uh, kind of wiggle his way into a family, I think, through the worries of parents. And I think Satan knows that if he can keep us focused on the problems that we can see, that it takes our attention off of where we're more easily removed from the things we can't see, which is relying on our faith. Yeah. Right? Well, he, he keeps your focus on the— the family down the street that had the kid that just went to Georgia Tech that said, I'm done with church. He wants you to focus on the things that are around you that you can see. Yeah, yeah. And so, listen, uh, and Paul Paul dealt with this very well. Uh, in Hebrews 11.1, 1, where he talks about faith as being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we can't see. Yeah. And I think our society today, we're, we're so focused on what we can see. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just so easy. It's a very consumer society. Here it is, and it's right now. And... I think that that is something that we all struggle with. Yeah. So today we're talking about the promises, mm-hmm. right? We're talking about the promises of the faith. Um, how do we keep hope when what we see seems to be competing against our faith? Yeah. And so Paul writes in Romans ten seventeen. he says, so then faith, we're talking about faith, how to have it, because if you're going to stand on the promises of God, you've got to have some faith. He talks about faith. He says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So, Greg, when you hear that, where do we get faith? From the Word of God. From the Word of God. And we have to know where to find this stuff. We have to spend yeah. some time in the Word of God, mm-hmm. right? That's where the promises come from. So we're going to go through today, and this is by no means, we're not going <clears throat> to go through an exhaustive, here are the 17 promises, and we're going to spend five minutes on each one. We would never do something like that. So we're just going to kind of go through, and we're going to gloss over what the promises are for, and, yeah. and some really important ones that really so good ones that, that kind of that really stand talk out about for your family a little bit. Yeah. That's exactly right. So we already talked about one last week, right? The Proverbs twenty two is is the is the 
one that we it's on the wall. If you come to church here, it's on the wall in the children's building, gigantic mm-hmm. as you walk out every week. Huge. I don't know if parents, some parents would probably say, "What are you talking about?" They will walk by it every day and never mm-hmm. see the giant verse on the wall. I had, a, I had a mom tell me last night. Last night was Wednesday night for us. Uh, last night, her child has been there for years, and she said, "Oh, that's nice when she put that up." I was like, mm. Been there since I've been here. Day one when we opened up, it was right there. Yeah. So. Th- Proverbs 22.6, if you train up a child in the way they will go when they are old, they will not depart from it. We talked a little bit last week that that is not necessarily a promise from God. Mm-hmm. It's in the Bible, but that is from Proverbs, which means... So it's a wise saying. It's something that if you live by it, more than likely what it says will come to pass. Right. Now, it's not... It, God, like you could, Greg, you could pour into Will everything you know about the Bible, all kinds of biblical things, and he could grow up and not live by any of it. So it's, it, God is not giving you a promise, but he's saying your child is much more likely to not depart from the faith if they have a strong foundation, and that strong foundation comes from parents. And I'm really hoping God is not using you to speak to me yeah, that's that what I'm, I'm doing. doing something I wrong I saw him last night, and I was like, golly, Mike's got to talk. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so let's go over some promises. All right. John 10, 28. John 10, 28 is uh, Jesus, uh, he talks about the good shepherd uh, earlier in the chapter, and then at the end he says, I give them eternal life, they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, God, who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. This is one of the go-to passages in terms of eternal security or salvation security, meaning uh, if you're if your child proclaims to be a Christian and you see the fruit, you can tell like this, there's been a life change there. God says uh, or Jesus says they're in God's hand and no one can snatch them out of His hand. Now they may have times where they they're up and down a little bit, but no one can snatch them out of His hand. Okay, excellent. Let's let's talk Proverbs real Proverbs, quick. Okay. We've got a few from Proverbs, um, and these are all kind of since they're all Proverbs, like we said, not promises, but but. Things to live by. Very good Wise things, things to, to live, live by. by. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to go through them one, two, three. Okay. The first one is where there are no oxen, the manger is clean, but abundant crops come by the strength of the ox. I got to tell you, everybody knows what that means, yeah. right? If you have no kids, your <laughs> life is clean and uncluttered. There are no toys on the ground. If there, you no you don't step on Legos in the middle of the night. You don't stay up all night with a you scream. Your life is orderly. Kids bring chaos. We all know that as parents, mm-hmm. right? But also, it says... You know, hey, abundant crops come by the strength of the ox, which means there's, they bring so much to your life, Yeah. right? I mean, mm-hmm. every parent will say, yes, they're horrible. Yes, they're awful. Yes, I want to scream. Yes, I want to sell them on eBay sometimes. Jeez. But I would not ever do that because, yeah. I mean, the kids are awesome, mm-hmm. right? So the second one from Proverbs. Mm-hmm. The next two kind of deal with how you, how you act around your kids and the example that you give them. Uh, one of them is a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Uh, there, I was taught when I was a kid, uh, when you go into any kind of uh, disagreement, any kind of argument, any kind of strife, you have a, wa- a water can in one hand, a gasoline can in the other. You treat the thing as a fire. You can either pour more onto it or you can try to put it out. Uh, and with your words, that's where you're going to do most with your kids. Uh, if you go into a situation where a kid's really upset and you start yelling at them, you are just pouring gasoline on that fire. Yeah. I have to explain this to my um, wife a lot. You catch catch more with honey than with vinegar. Have you ever heard that? Yeah. Yeah, she likes to go in <laughs> She likes to go in full bore. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I think that that's, that's a very good one, and it applies to probably 15, 20 times a day with some people. Yep. And here's the other one. Whoever is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. Self-control. Same thing what you were just saying. Yeah. Yeah, self-control, step back, take a breath, mm-hmm. 
your kids are watching. Yeah. Sometimes it's good to be a mighty warrior, but if your kid's having a really tough time and they need someone to give them a hug, you don't need to be a mighty warrior in that moment. You need to, to have some self-control and to be able to, to talk to them like they, they need to be talked to. All right. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Hebrews thirteen sixteen. Hebrews thirteen sixteen is do not neglect to do good. And to share what you have for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. This this verse is not specifically talking about your children, but when you spend time with your children, you are sacrificing your time. You're sacrificing uh, other things in your life, maybe your career. You're sacrificing all kinds of things, and those sacrifices, uh, the Bible says here, are pleasing to God. Excellent. Let's jump to one of my favorite books of the Bible where I get so much stuff from James. James. James 4.10. Humble yourself before the Lord, and He will exalt you. How does a parent in the in the discipleship thing? Not only does how does a parent humble themselves, but how do we teach our kids to humble themselves? Well, part of it, I think, is what we talked about last week. You have to admit that you well, last week is admit that your family's not perfect. You have to admit that you're not perfect. And I know I, I'm not a parent, but I assume that when I'm a parent, there will be times when I want to say like, "No, your child, you're wrong." Stop it. And then sometimes it's like, well, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, and so part of that is is humbling yourself um, and and kind of getting on their level. And I think also one of the best things to teach humility is when you see a kid making a bad decision and you know where it's going to head <laughs> is sometimes allowing them to go ahead and make that decision and let the consequences play out Yep. because consequences is a great teacher. Great teacher. It, it, that's sometimes the only way a kid can learn humility to experience it. Yeah. Some of the best things I learned in my life were when I told my dad what I was going to do, and he was like, all right, let's see. I want to I want, let me get my camera first before yeah. you do that, before we play that out. All right. One last one. Do you have one? Uh yeah. My last one would be or I'm gonna do the one at the very end. So you okay. got one more. Yeah, you go ahead. You do the okay. one at the end. That's uh fine. probably we put this one at the end, one of the best verses that talks uh, to who you are as a parent. We talked about worrying about your kids falling away from the faith. In Philippians 1.6, it says, uh, Paul says, And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. The good work, obviously, is talking about salvation. So if you see the fruit of salvation in your kid's life, you see that they have had that life change, it is promised in the Bible that if God began that good work, he'll bring it to completion. That's 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 a good promise to parents, a little bit of, of assurance that sometimes a kid does fall away, right? Yeah. I mean, sometimes there's 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 that time when they just want to, even even if they have no reason to, just because you told them to, they don't have to do what you say anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is a good a good prayer that parents can keep praying and a good thing to fall back on because more often than not, they'll they'll come back when they they see. Space makes the wisdom uh, more apparent to mm-hmm. a kid, just like the prodigal son, right? Yeah. He went off on his own, and he came back. He said, I got it. My dad was right. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard for a kid to yeah. say that. And right? it, could, it might have been a really long period of time. We don't really know. Yeah. But at some point, he realized, hey, I got to go back. Okay. Yeah. Now, and listen, we're talking about prayer, promises that we can call on. Um, God doesn't always answer our prayers with an immediate yes, mm-hmm. right? I mean, just like the prodigal, yeah. praying for his son every day. We have no idea how yep. long the son was gone. God doesn't always answer our prayers with a no. Except, now, let's go back. He does always answer yes immediately, the one prayer that we say with the kids, the prayer of salvation. Yes. Right? That's the one yes. prayer he he's says not gonna yes. He's not going to say not today. He's going to say, yeah, tomorrow. <laughs> Get back with me tomorrow on that one. That's the one he says yes to, but that's the only one. Mm-hmm. The other ones, the answer is yes, no, or yes, but or, not right now. Or wait, yes, yeah. which is the hardest one, and that's normally the answer you're going to get. 
Uh, and but I, God's timing is not our timing, and we always think, uh, "Oh, I've been praying for something. God had it, hasn't answered. I wonder what He's doing." And God knows, hey, if I wait six months before I answer this prayer, it would be much better for them. Yeah. So you have the passage in Isaiah that says, "My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways." Uh, the one good thing that can really comfort us is uh, while God's not on our time period, God's always on time. So whenever you need the answer to your prayer, it's going to come. And this is a society of people who write scathing online reviews when you're in the McDonald's line for nine minutes instead of four. <laughs> and these are the same people who are asking God for these massive, what, what, how, how am I going to chart out my children's lives? And God's, he's not going to give us a roadmap. Right, he's going to. We're supposed to have the faith. Also, we're supposed to train our kids to have faith. But we have the faith. God lets us know day by day, not not further than that. I don't know if right. I've ever been in the McDonald's line less than four minutes. So. I don't go to a McDonald's line, but that's not here or there. <laughs> so I think this was a good day. I think uh, the promises were cool, y'all. Parents, there are so many more. There are so many more promises than what we've gone over, and let us know. Yeah, email us and yeah, let and, us know your favorite promises. Yeah, or you know. If you want a list of more, we've we've got a huge list that we didn't go over, so we'd be happy to share that with anybody who who needs it. Yep. Uh, so next week, uh, this was believe that God always follows through with His promises. Next week will be C, and it is what Greg celebrate the milestones. Celebrate the milestones. And we're going to have a special guest. A very special next guest. week uh, is going to call in uh, a lady who their family has just created one of the greatest milestones I think I've ever heard of. So mm-hmm. tune in for that. Until then, I'm Greg. I'm Austin. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.